So let's say you do something wrong, just theoretically. As you might expect, the Torah tells you how to undo or try to repair your wrong. In fact, all the way back in Vayikra, in Leviticus, which you may remember from last month, it says that God speaks to Moses and says, when a person sins, especially if they make some kind of financial misdeed, then they do reparations and they pay extra and they bring a sacrifice. And then we come to this morning's Parsha, where the Torah seems to repeat itself, but of course, the repetition is never exact and the variation is supposed to teach us something. And it says again, when a person commits some sin, v'hit vada el chatatam asherasu. And Rashi says, this is the difference. This morning we're being taught, you have to confess what you did. In other words, words matter. You can't just pay the fine and say, even though I'm paying the fine, I wish I didn't do anything wrong. Because words matter. And we are uniquely endowed with words. In fact, at the very beginning of the Torah, Unklus, the Aramaic translation, defines human beings as animals that speak. I remember years ago reading that Bertrand Russell said, it's true that animals can communicate. Your dog can bark, but he can't tell you that his parents were poor but honest. There is a limit to what people can say if they're not people. But there's also a limit to what people can say as people because of our own internal blocks. I say this because we are now witnesses to a pageant of apologies, many of which are not apologies. How many times in the public sphere do we have somebody say, if I hurt anyone, I am sorry. But notice that the Torah doesn't say you have to apologize if you hurt someone. It says you must confess what you did. And the reason that is hard to do is because it feels abasing and humiliating to say, I did this wrong. But that's precisely why it's so valuable. The words that we speak easily are not the valuable words. It's the hard ones, the ones you have to wrench out of yourself. The ones that say, I did this to you and I'm sorry. And as you may know, on Yom Kippur, how many times do you have to apologize to someone? three times. And the Maharil, in Sefer Maharil, he adds that not only must you apologize three times, but each time, ready for this, you have to do it in different language. Because maybe you didn't phrase it the way that the other person could actually hear it. Maybe you said, I stole your car and I'm sorry. And what they really want to hear is, 
I stole your car and wrecked it and returned it to you so you couldn't use it, and I'm sorry. This is based on the story of the brothers and Yosef. Three different times, you have to give three different accounts, and you have to do it without defending your own ego in the process. And when you hear public apologies, this is what you have to listen for as well as private apologies. Does the person say, I did this and I'm sorry, as opposed to you felt that and I'm sorry that you felt that. And once you hear those apologies, there is then an obligation on the one who is apologized to the apologizee, I guess, which is you have to open your heart and try to forgive. And that is the second side of the same phenomenon that we see in our society. We are extraordinarily unforgiving. Recently, there was an example that is a perfect example of a reporter who retweeted something that was an offensive joke and immediately apologized and said, I did this, I shouldn't have done it, I'm sorry, and then got pilloried by people. Because as soon as we see an opening where we can attack someone, we go for the juggler. And it feels good. When you ask why people do it, because it feels good to feel morally superior to someone else. You did this, I would never have done it, therefore I'm gonna tell you what a miserable person you are, and just in case you didn't hear me, I'm gonna tell you again, and then I'm gonna put it on social media, just in case you didn't hear. But as you know, in the end, nobody feels contrition, real contrition for what they did because a thousand people are attacking them. That's generally not how we get to examine our own behavior. When you say to somebody, you did this and it hurt me, then you have a chance of opening the heart of the person who did it. The Talmud says that the Jewish people are Rachmanim b'nei Rachmanim. We are compassionate people and the children of compassionate people. And if there was a message that we could bring to the social sphere right now from our tradition and our Torah, it is this double message that you have to honestly take account of what you have done and say it, and then you have to honestly open your heart to the apologies of others and be compassionate and forgiving. We know from Kohelet and from our own lives that nobody is so righteous that they don't sin. There are only some people who are so righteous that they don't forgive. So let's be both people who are aware of what we do wrong and people who are forgiving, even of politicians, of public figures, of journalists, of pundits, of others. If they are willing to say, I did this and I'm wrong. Because after all, 
even though I know that some of you may be under the misimpression that we are supposed to confess our sins once a year, I hope one day you will join us in the Minion, where every single morning there is the vidui, the confessional. And why did the rabbis ask us to confess every day? Because guess what? We sin every day. By what we do say, by what we don't say, by what we, what we do to one another, what we don't do to one another. And once you actually internalize that, maybe you can be more forgiving of other people who sin every day too. It would be really good for our community, for our city, for our country, and for the world. Shabbat Shalom.